You are listening to a Bible-based message from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. We invite you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. We also encourage you to visit riverrockchurch.com for more information and resources. Now here is today's encouraging message from Pastor Chris Tyen. Hi, this is Pastor Chris from River Rock Church, and today I want to share with you about victory over worry. Victory over worry, and we all can be worried about a lot of things, and the Bible tells us not to worry. So besides just saying, okay, the Bible says not to worry, let's look at some reasons not to worry. Uh, We're actually going to be in Matthew chapter 6. September 13th, Pastor Dan shared a message from Matthew chapter 6, the beginning of the chapter on earthly practices with promises of heavenly rewards. So you can listen to that on riverrockchurch.com slash listen, or you can watch it online, riverrockchurch.com slash watch. But anyway, um, why worry? Uh, One Greek word translated in the New Testament means to be anxious, to be distracted, to have a divided mind. To worry is to divide your mind between that which is useful and worthwhile and that which is damaging and destructive. To worry is to block the flow of creative energy in your life. Worry is difficult. There are so many things we can worry about, so many things that can keep us up at night. Like um, what if we lose our job or what if COVID hits us and we get sick and we have to stay home and we're out of work for two weeks or more? Uh, What if I can't find another job? Or what if my spouse leaves me? How will I make it alone? What What will people think? think? Uh, What if my team gets into trouble? How will I deal with that? What will my options be? What if my parents need long-term care? How will I pay for that? What will they expect me to do for them? What if my spouse has an affair? How will I ever forgive? What will I tell the children? What if I have cancer? How will that impact my life? What will my treatment possibilities be? What if I lose my health insurance? What if, what if? There are so many things to worry about, so many things that can keep us up at night. The good news is that 91% of what we worry about never happens, according to researchers. Uh, an article, the researchers proved that what you're worried about isn't likely to come true from uh, August 2019. Researcher Lucas Lafreniere, uh, PhD, said, This is what breaks my heart about worry. It makes you miserable in the present moment to try and prevent misery in the future. For chronic worriers, this process leads them to be continually distressed all their lives in order to avoid later events that never happen. Worry sucks the joy out of the here and now. The good news is, Lafreniere's study found, is that in a survey of worrisome people, 91.4% of their worries never actually happened. Worrying caused only more misery and did nothing to help the worries handle whatever they had been worrying about. This is mainly because the hotly anticipated events never transpired. So let's look at what Jesus had to say about worry. Let's look at three things worry is not. All right, three things worry is not. So maybe you want to write these down. I'm going to be referring to them. Uh, But three things worry is not. One, worry is not expected. So God did not create you to worry. Uh, Worry is not the answer. Worry is not expected. Two, worry is not effective. You can worry a lot and get nothing done. Three, worry is not directed. There's no Bible passage. There's nothing that Jesus ever said that said, thou shalt worry, or the solution to your problem is found in worrying. So three things worry is not. It's not expected, it's not effective, and it's not directed. 
All right, so let's look at Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to start in verse 25. Matthew 6, verse 25. I'm just going to read through. I've got some quotes that I've included that uh, I found while I was doing my sermon research, which are very fitting that I will just share as we go along. So let me read this to you. So, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes to the creator who created you, who knows everything about you, who cares for you in every way, tells you, Jesus tells you, do not worry. Stop worrying. There are two days in one's life about which no one should worry, yesterday and tomorrow. So we are not to worry. We are told not to worry. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 26, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Sing your troubles away, whoever saw a bird worry. So I see a lot of birds, and I don't know where they get all their food. I know the early bird gets the worm, but I also know that God takes care of the birds, and He can take care of us. Jesus gave that as an example in His holy word to us, so I believe that. Then it says in Matthew 6, 27, Can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Can you add a single hour to your life by worrying? Actually, worrying uh, may take hours, days off of your life or off your health for sure. Worry can cause ulcers. Worry can cause all sorts of difficulty. So God is our help in trouble. If you worry, you are on your own. God doesn't want us to worry. We're supposed to trust. A faith in God would cause us to trust, to pray, and to wait on the Lord more than worry. It's really easy for me to say this. There are days when I worry. Some days I worry more than others. Some days I get in panic mode, then I worry for a bit. Um, I heard... uh, from Ed Stetzer and a lecture that he was giving that when it comes to a crisis, that there's often two types of crises. Uh, One is like a tornado where it just hits. You can't do anything to prepare for it. It came, devastated everything. You were hiding in the basement. Now you got a mess. And a hurricane, which uh, was predicted, it was coming, you had time to prepare for it, time to board up the windows, time to get out of town, Uh, you could prepare for that kind of crisis. Uh, So instead of worrying, you took action. Uh, He also said, as far as being a leader, that you don't want to make decisions when you're hiding in the basement. You don't have all the information you want to get out of after the tornado goes over, you want to get out of the basement, you want to get up to the command center or get up and see uh, what's going on and then take action and then make choices, never make decisions uh, when you're worried, hiding in the basement when there's a storm going over. But anyway, so God is our help in trouble. If you worry, you are on your own. Matthew 6, 28. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? He knows that we struggle with our faith, struggle to trust. And so... There can be a worry about so many things, worry about clothes, about transportation, uh, about internet access. Uh, All these things can cause people to worry. What if we don't have it? What if we don't have it? But we need to trust that God will provide. 
Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. So when you pray, you should ask for them specifically, knowing that our heavenly Father knows that we need them. So we should pray for our needs. Someone has said a day of worry is more exhausting than a week of work. A day of worry is more exhausting than a week of work. That is so true, too. Worry can just tear you apart, make you exhausted, make you unhealthy, make you sick. Matthew 6, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So we need to think about the things of the Lord. We need to be looking into God's word and, and praying for our needs to be met. When we put God first, we always come out ahead. So we need to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and then trust that God will give us all these things that we worry about, all these things that we need, all these things that we are concerned about. Some people waste a lot of energy climbing mountains before they are even in sight. So, uh, so many times we are so worried about things, like I read in the article, things that never happen. Um, Matthew six thirty four. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So we can be prepared for tomorrow, but we're told that we're not to worry about tomorrow because so many things that we worry about happening tomorrow aren't going to happen like we think they are. And God can get us through. Sometimes he changes the circumstances and sometimes he changes our ability to handle what's going on. Worry pulls tomorrow's cloud over today's sunshine. Worry pulls tomorrow's cloud over today's sunshine. There was a time when I was newly married and so excited with my young wife working construction and then the construction job ran out and I lost my job. So I no longer had any work. And I was praying for a job. I had worked at an optical company for like uh, three weeks uh, and then uh, quit to get the construction job because it paid more. And really the optical job was tinting eyeglass lenses, which is like making Easter or dying Easter eggs. And it was so boring. Anyway, so uh, after three weeks, I quit, uh, went to uh, work at a Bible camp for a bit and then I worked construction. So um, anyway, had that experience at that optical company. Didn't think much of it. About a year later, when I ran out of work in the construction company, the, um, um, I saw an ad in the newspaper that one of the vendors, uh, one of the optical companies was looking for uh, someone to work there. And it said, must have optical experience. So I showed up, I applied for the job, it was in shipping, and I got the job uh, in the uh, human resources area on the lady's desk. Uh, she had a pile of applicants and she said, mine went straight to the top because I had optical experience. What was my optical experience? I worked at the optical company for three weeks. So anyway, I was able to uh, get the job. Interesting thing was, is that my new young wife, uh, we had been married for more than nine months. Uh, she was pregnant with a baby on the way. And um, I tried to buy health insurance and I couldn't get it because she had a pre-existing condition. I was really worried about that. Uh, but uh, when I started working at this optical company, uh, they were able to get me on their premium, high quality, pay for everything insurance. And so uh, we didn't pay anything for our daughter to be born except for like $15 for a private room. So God provided in that job. God provided a place for me to work. He actually left me, he actually left me in each position long enough to learn some kind of skill. So I learned organizational skills in shipping. I learned people skills and customer service, learned evangelism skills. And uh, when I worked in the sales department, I learned about uh, computer and graphics and marketing while I worked in the marketing department. And God was really faithful while I was there. 
But that first optical company that I worked for uh, was the major uh, customer of the other company that I worked for, uh, that I was working for, and they went bankrupt. And so that was like over a third of the business gone, just overnight gone. They went bankrupt, paid a dime on the dollar. And we were just so concerned about the future, so concerned were they going to let us all go. Was it the end of our jobs? So some of us, some of the Christ followers that worked at the company decided to get together and pray it through. So we prayed for the company. We prayed for sales. We prayed to keep our jobs. And amazing things happened. So many amazing things happened. Uh, One of the big things that happened that was amazing is that uh, the company I was working for made anti-reflective coated eyeglass lenses, premium quality ones, and they had to be a perfect color. So they needed to be a blue-green, the perfect color blue-green, more blue than green. And if it was too green or too purple, then they were cast aside and uh, weren't sold because we only sold premium quality anti-reflective coated lenses. Anyway, there are boxes and boxes and pallets and pallets of these lenses uh, in a warehouse on the shelf. And uh, somehow, some salesperson was able to sell. I mean, these are good lenses. They just weren't the perfect color. And they were good lenses, but able to sell them to a company in Canada. And then all of a sudden, I was uh, in charge of Canadian exports. So anyway, uh, so many great things happened as a result of prayer. And so many things that we feared would happen never happened. We never got laid off. It was never short on our checks. Everything that we feared would happen didn't happen. And because we committed it to prayer, it was great for the company and the company uh, did well at the time. And we had a God experience. We were able to see God work work in so many ways. Uh, And we believe it was a result of us coming together and praying for the company and people in the company. And it was a God thing. Uh, So many times when we think things are going to fall apart, we shouldn't give up. We should pray it through and we should trust God and we should wait to see what happens. And when great things happen, then we can say, God is so faithful and we can share our story with others. And hopefully that will be an encouragement to others. So three things worry is not. Number one, worry is not expected. God does not expect you to worry. God did not design you to worry. Worry is actually an indication of your lack of faith in God. We need to trust that God loves us and cares for us, that He, when we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we were born again, we were made a new creation, we were assured heaven, we were adopted as children of God. Uh, Jesus took the penalty for our sin when we placed our faith in Him, when we believed that He came, that He died on the cross, that He rose again, that He's coming back. Um, I came into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ by praying, by praying a prayer. The prayer doesn't save you, but the desire to follow Jesus Christ does. Uh, Prayer is talking to the Lord, and uh, I pray, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Please forgive me of my sin and come into my life and save me and make me the person you created me to be. I want to follow you. And a prayer like that can lead you into a right relationship with Jesus Christ. Romans 8.32 says, He, the Father who did not spare his own son, Jesus, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, Jesus, graciously give us all things? So the Father knows what we need. The Father will graciously give us all things when we are in a right relationship with him. You know, so many times we are afraid that we're just going to be left alone. We have an abandonment complex that we think that God is just going to get tired of us and just drop us off and leave us somewhere and not come back for us. Romans 8:38. I am convinced that neither death nor life 
Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So when we have that promise, what do we have to worry about? When we have that promise, we can trust the Lord. You cannot change the past, but you can ruin a perfectly good present by worrying over the future. So many times we worry over the future. Worry is not expected. God did not intend for us to worry. He intended us to pray and to trust and to wait. Number two, worry is not effective. Worry is not effective. It doesn't change things. Worry does not help us in any way. It uh, fear of certain things can be self-preserving, like a fear of poisonous snakes might be good, or a fear uh, respect of heights might be good. That's a message for another day, but uh, I'm going to talk about fear another day. But worry is not effective. So why worry when you can pray? Why? You know, there's many things that we're worried about. Uh, we want to be accepted. Um, we want to care for our families. Uh, we care about our jobs and we want to do a good job. We don't want to lose our job. We want to be healthy uh, in every way. And then sometimes we get diagnosed with an illness. Uh, sometimes we fear that we're going to get laid off or let go from our jobs. Uh, sometimes we fear that we're not going to be able to provide for our family. Sometimes we're gonna, we're, we fear that we're going to be rejected or lonely, that people won't accept us. And when we pray, we need to just accept uh, our situation in life and, and pray through that. Uh, if we are lonely... Uh, uh, to pray something like, Lord, I, I want to be accepted. I don't want to be lonely, but I want to serve you first. And I know that you accept me unconditionally. So I'm going to follow you, even if right now it seems lonely. So as far as uh, finances, to tr trust from day to day and do the best you can with what you have. Um, so many times we are uh, not wise with our finances and we get ourselves into problem, we get, get ourselves into debt. Then we need to pray for the Lord to rescue us, but then we also make, need to make changes so we don't fall into that same situation again. And it's always good to uh, take some of your money and to save it up. You know, when you put God first with your finances, uh, so many times He blesses you that uh, it's just wise to put God first. A wise person said that you should take your check, your paycheck when it comes in, and you should give 10% and give that to the Lord as an act of worship, trusting Him with your finances. That's called tithing. We don't teach tithing as a requirement. We teach tithing as biblical wisdom for uh, God to bless your life at River Rock Church. And to put 10% away in savings so that if you do have a difficulty, a loss or whatever, you have some savings to fall back on. So uh, never spend your last dime, obviously. So, but uh, choose to trust the Lord with your future. Maybe you are going to lose your job and maybe the Lord's going to give you a better job. Maybe he's going to give you a job that's less stressful or one that increases your skills or makes you more valuable. Maybe he's done with you in that one position and he's going to move you to another so that you can reach more people and accomplish his purposes. Health. Uh, we want to have excellent health, but we need to learn to be content and refuse to worry. Uh, do what we can to get healthy. Do what we can to uh, exercise and to be healthy, but then to be content with where we're at and to move forward in the Lord. So worrying is praying to the wrong God. So don't worry. Pray to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Micah 7, 7 says, As for me, I look to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me, and my God will certainly hear me. And to have that confidence in prayer, have that confidence that we we know that when we pray, God hears us. To have that confidence that we know that when we're in trouble and we ask Him to save us, that we can wait and wait on the Lord and see what He will do and trust Him no matter what. 
There is a difference between worry and concern. A worried person sees the problem. A concerned person solves the problem. The biblical counseling manual had a, had a chart of destructive worry versus constructive concern. A destructive worry is, I'm so concerned that my child might drown that I'm never going to let her anywhere near the water. Constructive concern is, I'm so concerned that my child can't swim that I've made arrangements to give her swimming lessons. So destructive worry paralyzes you, decreases creativity, it prevents initiative, it results in anxious fretting, it attempts to control the future, it fears the worst, it appears negative to others, it distracts the mind from what's important. Where constructive concern motivates you, it increases creativity, it promotes initiative, it results in calm focusing, it attempts to improve the future, it hopes for the best, appears positive to others, it directs the mind to what is important. So when we think about uh, what could happen in the future, it's wise to be constructive and to try to come up with solutions and plans so that we can get through. But there is a difference between destructive worry and constructive concern. Worry weighs a person down. An encouraging word cheers a person up. You know, so many times when people are worried, when we come alongside of them and share some scripture and uh, encourage them, uh, it can lift them up and help them and help them to get that burden off of their back, to get that weight pulling them down, that worry. Uh, you might not be able to fix their problem, but you can pray with them and give them some encouragement and maybe share with them how God provided and helped you in your time of need and the things that were difficult, the things that you were worried about. And it's been said that the letter I is always found in the middle of anxiety. I in the middle of anxiety. You know, we're anxious about things that I am concerned about. I'm not going to have enough. I'm not going to be successful. I'm not going to make it. I am going to end up homeless or, or whatever. Um, I is always found in the middle of anxiety. And anxiety can be crushing. Anxiety can make you sick. Anxiety can help you see things that aren't there. Uh, to worry about things that will never happen. So, and the last thing that worry is not is worry is not directed. Worry is not directed. There's no place that says thou shalt worry. So we want to make sure that we do all that we can to put some other things into practice besides worrying, like spending time in God's word, praying things through, having a list of prayer requests so that we can write it down when God answers to see his faithfulness, to uh, look to some verses, have a list of verses of Precious prayer promises that God's going to provide and praying those back to God. God, you remember when you said that if I ask and seek and knock, that, that you'll open that door, that you'll provide what I need. Uh, remember when you said to trust in you with all your heart and lean not on my own understanding and all my ways to acknowledge you and you'll direct my paths. And I've been trying to do that. Show me what I can do to do it better. But would you just just help me and answer this for me? Uh, I've got many uh, stories of God answering prayers uh, in my life when I have done that. But Matthew 6.33, again, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So seeking first his kingdom. I'm concerned about the things that God is concerned about. I love the things that God loves. I'm pursuing the things that God desires. He's called us to make disciples. He's called us to tell other people about Jesus. He's called us to live out a life that honors him because we are called Christ ambassadors. We're ministers of reconciliation. So when I'm living for the Lord, when I'm doing the right things, when I'm seeking first his kingdom and his 
right living, his righteousness, then I can trust that all these things that I need will be given to me as well. You know, 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. You know, sometimes we don't want to trust God because we want to do it ourselves. It's a prideful thing that says, God, I don't need you to do it. I can do it myself. And that doesn't always work very well. So uh, sometimes we're like, God, I can do it myself. And then we put it on a credit card and trust God for the payments. That doesn't work very well. Instead, we should ask, we should pray, we should humbly accept what the Lord provides. I prayed for a Jeep Commando for my first car, and I prayed and prayed for it because that was cool, and that was a need. Uh, In my mind, God's like, no, you do not need a Jeep Commando. But here, you can have the 70 Dodge Coronet that has rusted out floor panels, uh, so you can do Flintstone stops. Actually, there were some old shed uh, panels that were across the floor, so my feet didn't fall out. For 50 bucks, you can have that car because you can afford it, and I know you know how to fix it. I'll give you uh, the ability to fix it, and that can be your transportation. That's me answering your need instead of that. And who knows, the Jeep Commando could have needed a ton of money, a ton of work. God provided what I needed. Uh, humbling ourselves is accepting what God gives us, not always wanting more. Uh, being humble, humble ourselves under the mighty power of God, uh, knowing that He is sovereign, He is in control, we want to follow His will, Um, and at the right time, He will lift us up in honor, and that we're to give all of our worries and cares to God, because He cares about us. Say it with me, God cares about us, so I should give all my worries and cares to Him. Talking to God is prayer, prayer is talking to God, tell God what you need, pray it through. Philippians 4 4 says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do, and remember the Lord is coming soon. That should keep everything in perspective in our minds that uh, what we have here in life is temporary. We're going to be with Jesus forever, and we need to trust Him. Philippians 4 6. So don't worry about anything. What are you worried about right now? Stop. I'm worried about a lot of things too, but not really worried to the point. It's more of a concern. I'm worried that we don't have a place to meet uh, in coming Sundays, but we're working on it and we're trusting God. And I've been so encouraged by some church people who have come alongside and said, we're not going to leave the church. We're not going to leave you just because we don't have a place to meet right now. We're just going to keep praying and waiting. And if we go back to online church for a while, that'd be all right. We'll still meet. We'd love to gather. So anyway, uh, they've been encouraging and we've been working it through and there's hope of us getting a place to meet. So uh, yeah, just stay tuned about that. But nah, this coming Sunday, we're meeting outside. So uh, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Uh, So many things that I couldn't get on my own. I prayed, I asked, I waited, and God provided. So many things uh, you can't fix right now, but you can pray. You can have faith that God heard your prayer, and you can wait to see what He does. Sometimes I'll have you take like little steps in a certain direction. Sometimes little things will change before the big thing changes. Sometimes things don't change at all, but He changes you and gives you the ability to get through it, gives you the ability to endure, gives you the ability to stand strong in the midst of it. Philippians 4.8 Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. 
Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. So when we get our minds set on the things of God, it helps us to keep our minds off of the things that cause us worry. You know, I like to listen to Christian music. I made a commitment to listen to just Christian music a long time ago. Uh, sometimes I listen to the non-Christian music and I don't find any anything worth listening to in it. But uh, anyway, listen to uplifting praise music, meditate on the words of the song, sing songs of God's promise to provide what you need. And the moment where he begins, counteract it with a song of God's faithfulness. I was looking through the hymn book. Yes, I, we don't use a hymn book at church, but I do have one on my shelf. Uh, it's funny, my friend Joe would always say, well, that one's in the red hymnal, or that one's in the blue hymnal, or this one is the gray hymnal. So uh, it's funny that uh, Joe and I both grew up in more conservative Baptist churches when we were a kid, kids and uh, very familiar with hymnals. Number 622, hymn number 622, what a friend we have in Jesus. We're actually going to sing that in a few minutes here. Uh, when I'm done, I'm almost done. Uh, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Uh, I've been listening to um, my... Uh, well, listen to Spotify and uh, the Spotify radio playlist thing. And uh, so many songs like there's a Colton Dixon song and uh, different things just encouraging me and inspiring me uh, to keep moving forward. It was like Colton Dixon and a Hawk Nelson song. It's like one song after another. And it felt like God was saying to me, hey, I know what you're concerned about and it's going to be okay. You can trust me. I've been faithful in the past. I'm going to be faithful in the future. So music, uh, scripture, uh, things like that to encourage you. And then one other thing, and I'll be done, is uh, if you want to avoid worry, avoid stress, physical exercise is great. So I love to exercise. I exercise a lot. I just happen to eat a little more than exercise because I love to eat too. There's just so many good things to eat. Anyway, uh, nourish your body with the right physical activities. Get enough sleep. If you don't get enough sleep, then small problems become mountains. Uh, eat healthy food, otherwise you will feel fatigued and frazzled. So if you don't make time to exercise, you can feel down and depressed, and that can cause even more trouble. So maybe you need to go to the doctor and get checked out first. But uh, simple exercise, you can go for walks. So uh, start with uh, walking maybe around the block, or uh, try to walk a half a mile, and then try to walk just a little more. Um, I read the story about this guy who was struggling to lose weight. So he had a plan where he'd walk a little more each day. So uh, he'd walk, uh, you know, four blocks and then he'd get home and he'd say, okay, one more. And he'd walk around the block one more time. Or another guy that was trying to lose weight. So he had a weight pack on him. And so for each pound he lost, he put a weight in the bag that he'd carry around. And that helped him to lose weight and to get stronger. So, but prayer is an, prayer is an acknowledgement of faith. Worry is a denial of faith. So if we're going to be trusting Jesus, if we're going to be following Jesus, if we're going to be uh, living an exciting life in Jesus, we've got to have faith. We've got to pray. Pray through everything that worries you and trust that God will help us. 
So um, you're invited to come to River Rock Church. So basically this is a pre-recording of the message I'm going to share tomorrow. And it's always a little different. So hopefully uh, if you watch this, you'll still come tomorrow. Plus the fellowship that goes on, uh, the people that meet together. It's just awesome. So we're probably going to be meeting outside tomorrow at the cricket field. But you're invited. We'd love to have you. We have life groups that go on during the week. So we've got a men's group and a women's group that meet, a youth group, Bible quizzing, student Bible quizzing team prayer time, uh, another group for uh, adults that meets the next town over. But share your prayer requests with us at, or even praises at riverrockchurch.com slash pray. We would love to know how we can pray for you and hear how God has been answering your prayers. Um, you can listen to this message and past messages at riverrockchurch.com slash listen. And there you'll find an index of all the different or a list of all the different sites or services that we're on, like Spotify and TuneIn Radio and just so many uh, of the apps that you use. We are probably already on that you can listen to us or you can go to YouTube or um, Facebook and see our video, uh, riverrockchurch.com slash watch is where you'll find a list of where that is. You know, the only way that we can move forward, the only way we can keep uh, River Rock Church going is through your faithful giving, through the faithful giving of those who support River Rock Church. People can give in person by dropping it in the box on Sundays or mailing to PO Box 184, Bell Plain, Minnesota. Um, you can give online at riverrockchurch.com slash give. Uh, we also have a, a mobile app or you can send a text. So look on the screen, uh, maybe pause it and see how you can give by text or go to riverrockchurch.com slash give and look at the directions there. Once you're set up to give by text, it's really easy and awesome. I do it sometimes. You should try it. So our current series is Victory in Jesus. Uh, today was victory over worry. Uh, in the future, we'll have victory over guilt and victory over fear. Uh, Look online on our website to see the list. So um, you can watch with your family online if we can't have church together or if you can't make it, maybe you're sick or maybe you can't, you can't make it. Uh, so anyway, uh, River Rock Church at Home is a place where we list some resources, a children's bulletin, uh, usually a link to children's videos uh, for children's church uh, that help you disciple you and your family and to watch our messages online. So again, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Lord, I thank you for whoever is watching this. I pray that you bless them in every way. I pray that as they present their request to you, that you would answer their prayers in every way and that you would show them that you are faithful and you are trustworthy and you are worthy of worship and you are King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord, we just thank you for this time. We pray that you would um, help us to serve you this week. In Jesus' name, amen. So that's it for me. I hope that uh, we'll see you on Sunday or that you will uh, come to one of our life groups or connect with us or uh, contact us somehow so that we can encourage one another. So thanks. You've been listening to a message from River Rock Church. River Rock Church exists to help people of all ages connect to Christ and live well lives. W stands for worshiping, E for encouraging, L for learning, and L for loving. God wants you to be well. Visit riverrockchurch.com for our latest news and to access resources to help you and the people you care about live well lives.